Welcome to the Roberta Style Lee Inspirational Women Series, a place for women from around the globe to share their inspiring stories, discover what makes them tick, what makes them vulnerable, how they deal with the good times and the bad, and what keeps them happy, healthy, confident, and sane. Get ready to be inspired. Here's your host, Roberta Lee. This is episode 22 on the Roberta Stowley podcast. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Alessandra Songberger onto the show. Alessandra is the founder and CEO of Evermore Health. She's passionate about helping people live longer and happier lives. It took a life-threatening accident in an extreme sports to really make her realize her calling. And today, she's going to share her story and share with us what it takes to create a business that you love. So I'm really excited to have Alessandra come onto the show. Hello, Alessandra. Hi, Roberta. Excited to be on. Thank you so much. Can't wait to hear more about your story because I know that there's, there's something exciting and really inspiring in there. So... Uh, before we dive into your story, could you give our listeners a brief introduction and just give them a little bit more insight it, into what it is you currently do and where you're located? Of course. Uh, so I run a company called Evermore Health based out of London. Uh, we're a health and nutrition lifestyle brand. Uh, we've got a range of products like organic supplements that are transparently sourced and work with superfoods that target functions like metabolism and skin health. We also have a community of uh, wellness professionals like uh, nutritionists, health coaches, therapists uh, that deliver advice online on our platform. Uh, and I, yeah, I launched that uh, about one and a half years ago. Okay, great. So, Alessandra, tell me a little bit more about your personal story then. What actually led you to, to what you're doing today? Yeah, of course. So I'm from Switzerland originally, and uh, I grew up doing lots of sports. So I was a pro swimmer. Um, I used to do figure ice skating, and then during wow. high school, I started. Yeah, <laughs> and during high school, I started teaching uh, snowboard and winter. So these were like my summer and winter jobs. Uh, so I was very passionate about, um, I guess, yeah, uh, fitness sports. But with that came functional nutrition as well, and swimming. Um, we had a nutritionist as well, and uh, and when I was teaching extreme sports, my clients would often ask about that because it's very related to it all, right? It so is, yeah. got into it uh, from that side, uh, really, all the way through. And, uh, and then uh, in terms of like entrepreneurship and starting businesses, so I started my very first one when I was 11. I was reselling <laughs> books and toys <laughs> for myself and then for like all my little friends. And, uh, and since then... <laughs> Yeah, which was so fun. And it was just for fun, really. Um, it made money as well. But uh, since then, I guess that I always had some side hustles and that I got involved uh, in tech startups during my time at university. And, uh, and I guess I realized how much I enjoyed the dynamics of that. Uh, but also what I realized most importantly is I really need to align myself with the why of the company. So the mm. sector and what the company does is super important for me in an early stage company. And so 
with that insight, um, when I left uni, I went working um, in finance as an investor. Uh, and I tried to explore the fields that excite me the most. Uh, and I kept on thinking about, you know, how I can align my purpose um, with uh, setting up a business in an, an area that I enjoy. All right. So what would you say has been your primary drive and motivation then over the past couple of years? Do you know, I think that we're all driven as people, uh, as humans, we're driven by growth. Uh, and for me, growth in this case also means getting something out there that makes a difference uh, and getting something out there that I know myself, I love and I need. Uh, and therefore, I assume that, uh, you know, there's other people out there uh, with the same needs. Uh, for me, it's about growing, learning, you know, acquiring new skills, um, getting uncomfortable, pushing my limits, uh, but doing so for causes that I believe in, right? Um, mm, I think yeah. that's that what it is about, yeah. That's a really great example to share with our listeners because I think it's so important. And actually, you're in quite a privileged situation because not everybody finds their way to this kind of calling in their mm -hmm. life and can align themselves with that feeling and motivation. So that's, that's really wonderful to hear. So, um, Alessandra, I don't know whether you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, but one of the things that I do ask all of my guests is to share a particularly challenging situation on a personal level, because I think as women, it's so important that we don't project this um, vision that we're perfect and that we don't struggle. So sharing yeah. challenges, I think, is, is, is such an important part of, you know, bringing the female yeah. community together. So do you have something that you would be willing to share with us? Of course. I mean, look, I think that it's very important to dispel the myth of, uh, oh, wow, you're running a company and it must be great and it's something you like because at the end of the day, uh, entrepreneurship is really challenging. Mm -hmm. And every time you go over a hoop, there's another hoop waiting for you um, and usually it's bigger. And the thing is that <laughs> I always say, you know, you get to yourself to the next level and then you just need to get to the next one. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you're at level three and a problem f level five comes around um, and you're kind of like, oh my God, like that, that's really tough. So you need to get yourself to level six to deal with that uh, in a way that works. And so for me, um, all sorts of problems, I would say um, one is really kind of uh, managing or, or kind of like balancing the way that I spend my time uh, between uh, the business yeah. and private because, you know, when you're doing, obviously, in general with entrepreneurship, there's no clear boundaries. You need to mm -hmm. hold yourself accountable. And so it's very easy to sort of, uh, you know, on the weekend or whenever it is that you're taking time off to feel guilty, really, right? Yeah. Because because you're like, well, it's all on me and I should be doing something right now. And oh my God, like this pile of like awful admin things that I need to take <laughs> care of and I really don't feel like, right? They're always there. Um, and so I would say that for me, it's kind of like really having that balance. Uh, and especially now where, you know, there's new products we can launch or not. Uh, there's a given, I, I mean, I would say a limited amount of time again from my end uh, and for us as a team. And so it's always about, I guess, uh, really keeping myself accountable to a bit of like discipline on the other side of things, as in not just like, okay, devoting like lots of time into it, but like creating boundaries um, that 
I guess, yeah, allow me to be a bit more sort of, uh, um, you know, balanced in the way that I spend my time and, uh, and yeah, pushing myself as well to do all the things that are uncomfortable is generally something that keeps on growing really. Right. Uh, as I was saying before, yeah. you got, you got bigger problems and then you just need to push more. Um, that, uh, has been something just like a recurring theme with setting up the business. Yeah. Okay. So like on a personal level, then how do you deal with that? I mean, these are all the challenges mm -hmm. and I mean, you know, we both work in the entrepreneurship world, so I, I completely relate to you, but what steps do you take to, because there might be people listening that are not entrepreneurs, but can relate to the fact of feeling overloaded and yeah. you know, having, you know, childcare commitments and, you know, work commitments. And so what, what do you do personally Absolutely. to try to overcome those? Absolutely. So I would say that it goes mainly in two buckets. Um, so one bucket is just, um, the physical, physical health. And so like, I'm very much into fitness. And I think that in general, um, it's a very good sort of like way to get your energy out, which get your energy going really. Um, and, uh, it, it's sort of like to keep that balance. Uh, it's very helpful. I try to schedule it so that, you know, it's just there in my, uh, in my agenda and there's no way to escape it. <laughs> uh, I just find it an easier way, uh, to deal with that. And then the second thing is in general, on the mental side, like I think being brutally honest with yourself as much as possible, it's just like a discipline that I try and live out daily. So if there's something that bugs me, I just get down to what exactly it is and why, like, why does this annoy me? Right. Um, mm. because we tell ourselves like little lies all the time oh, and yeah. we often don't realize <laughs> why we are annoyed. Right. We don't realize it. And it's just there lingering. And so just like attacking these problems, like face to face and really like trying to understand, like, what is it about it? Um, that, uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Right. Uh, and with that, I, I have created a bit of like a morning routine, uh, which, uh, which, uh, I think we're going to share, uh, or I'm going to share, uh, in the next couple of months with a bit of like quick physical exercises and uh, mental exercises as well. So everything from, uh, you know, meditation affirmations, uh, sort of, um, you know, a recap of your past days, uh, your day or week or month ahead and, and really kind of like thinking about, um, you know, what is it ultimately, uh, that, you know, mean success for you, right. Uh, with, uh, with the things that you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, to tell you, to tell you again, as a recap, I think on one side is the fitness and on the other side is, uh, just like self-honesty really. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for sharing. I guess this might, you, you may have just sort of covered this, but I want to put you in this position, you know, like where you've got the worst possible day. Because <laughs> we all have them, uh, the worst oh, yeah. possible day. And I know for some, uh, for some women, they feel like this is, you know, they feel like three, four, five days a week. It feels this way. <laughs> but, but you know, there's 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 something really strong and powerful about women, and uh, it's it's International Women's Day today. So I'm, I'm all in my kind of like pro yeah. strength for women today Absolutely. But yeah I think women are tremendous forces of power yeah but courage comes from somewhere there's women don't just wake up like with strength they draw their yeah. strength and courage from something and yeah. like you know when you've got one of those days where you don't want to get out of bed and everything feels impossible 
you know, where do you draw your courage and strength from? Is there is there a particular thing that you sort of tap into? Yeah. Do you know what? It's such a good question because I guess that it's important to sort of like keep it in mind or be aware of it. Uh, and it can come from anywhere. For me, I think that um, in the last like months in the last year, I've really sort of like tried to with some sort of like work on how yeah you manage like your yourself like when you're on the when, when there's like a lot going on i've realized that we all need to sort of become a bit more comfortable with the fact that things are often just not the way we want them to be purpose is not all about you know shiny and like happy days and uh, and uh, you know exciting moments over and over again purpose is hard work Mm. And it's literally about like which fights you want to pick and which things you want to be able to feel, you know, be okay feel, feeling uncomfortable with. Uh, and for me, it's really been about coming to, it's almost like a stoic acceptance <laughs> of the fact that, you know, like there's an out of stoicism, just like accepting the fact that it's not always on the high in terms of like the roller coaster. Yeah. And so, in terms of, uh, I guess, like where, where it comes from, for me, I think that the grounding side of things has become these sort of realization of there's always like two sides to the coin, right? Yeah. Uh, and I might wake up and be like, oh my God, like what a great day I had with all the things that I hate doing and I just have to take care of. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's part of it. And, um, you know, and I think that, in terms of, uh, I think this is a more general note, but we're all good at sort of trying and, and catching opportunities, right? But what about the obstacles on our way? What about turning those obstacles upside down so that we can actually find the good as well in the bad um, and push ourselves forward with that? So for me, it's really about sort of knowing that there's a yin and yang to everything and knowing that if I wake up and like I'm feeling like, oh my God, this is going to be intense, uh, it's just part of it. And, uh, and I just kind of got to suck it up, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great attitude. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, so, um, Alessandra, what really inspires you now to be the best possible version of yourself? What inspires you to be mm -hmm. the best you can be? Yeah. Um, so I think that really, for me, it's all about discovery and adventure, as in, I want to see where I get next and I want to see uh, what's over the hill over and over again. And I guess what inspires me is both that sort of uh, sense of adventure uh, and, uh, you know, and where I can get to really uh, as a kind of like a question mark or a big surprise or part of the journey. Um, so trying to enjoy the journey as much as possible as well. But then also really um, the fact that I... I get to do something where uh, if people can get positive results out of it, um, you know, that kind of like can make my day over and over again. And so I think that's part of it and that's specific to what I do. And then the more general um, side to it is, uh, yeah, the sort of uh, adventurous side of, uh, you know, where can I get to like, uh, you know, what else is there to explore? Ah, uh, yes. The adventure and magic, hey? Not knowing what's over the uh, over the hill, but wanting exactly. to get there anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so Alessandra, you sound 
very invested in your job. You're an entrepreneur. And when I speak to entrepreneurs and they come onto the show, we are all the same. We are literally blood, sweat and tears into our business because we believe I can hear and I can see that you are, you know, you're doing a lot. You're providing the inspiration and tools for others to stay healthy. But what about you? What are you doing to take care of yourself? I mean, you you mentioned briefly about some morning rituals, but I'm I'm really interested to know a little bit more about the rituals that you do every day that help you stay on top of your work and personal life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the morning rituals I really love uh, because it really sort of like sets you off on the right path. Uh, And I I recently gave a speech about this because it's also very much related to our brain and our physiology. And so understanding how we work, you know, and how we can get ourselves in a better place um, on a daily basis, really, I think it's super important. So my rituals include, uh, well, the first thing that I do when I wake up is actually uh, having some green tea. Okay. Uh, and that is sort of literally like how I wake up. Otherwise, I feel like I don't function. It's really weird. <laughs> so that's um, your coffee then? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like, oh, okay, now I'm actually officially up. Um, and, so, and so after that, I do these exercises that I call fitness and purpose because um, they kind of mix both, right? Okay. So, for example, I have these wall squats. Um, so, you know, you take a wall and you squat next to it, where um, I do that uh, for whichever limit I have. I try to increase it gradually. Um, and, uh, and I kind of like go through my day, like sort of like my tasks or my goals for the day. Uh, I never try uh, to make more than three, about three right oh, now. Good. Sort three of like is a main, good number. Yeah, so like three main things that, you know, at the end of the day, if you've managed to get through with those, it's a success, right? Okay. Because you also got to celebrate uh, your successes. And also kind of like my week and thinking about, okay, if at the end of this week, something was going to happen that is so good that I'm going to pop champagne because of that, <laughs> what would that be, right? So sort of like my champagne moment of, uh, okay, you know, I love okay, this has been a real success uh, and I got to pop champagne for that. So what is that? Um, so That's great, yeah. Of, yeah, <laughs> so I kind of like try and think about that, right? Yeah. Um, so I do this wall squat. I've got other exercises, like, and they all mix um, different sides of uh, fitness exercises and purpose slash uh, mindfulness exercises, right? Like meditation as well. Um, uh, visualization of kind of like, uh, yeah, so things that are important, whether it's like business or in general. So for me, this has become uh, very, very good. I would say, yeah, I'm probably going, because <laughs> I've mentioned this to a few friends and a few clients and that, uh, and I've been asked to kind of like put it out as a content series. So hopefully we'll have it coming out in the next couple of months. But uh, yeah, so this is something that I do and I really enjoy uh, I uh, sometimes also go to yoga classes in the morning or spinning classes um, if I decide to do my fitness in the morning. Okay. Otherwise, I'm usually more of a evening, if I can, like evening fitness person. Um, and then what else? I think that, you know, those those little moments of mindfulness um, are good during your day as well, right? So it's just like taking a moment to reset yourself. Yeah. Like, where am I? Okay, hold on. Why am I sort of like feeling like things are not getting done, right? So just like taking a moment, reset yourself, like refocus, 
think through, breathe in and breathe out, right? <laughs> so important to manage our breath as well. Yeah. I noticed that with yoga. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, maybe it's uh, the morning rituals. Yeah. Okay, good. Great. Well, you've got a very active background, so I was I was sure that there was going to be a lot <laughs> there was going to be a lot to do with fitness involved in that. But yeah. I, I can completely concur. I think for me, waking up in the morning, uh, rolling out of bed, having a, a drink, and then doing some fitness yeah. is for me. I say it's a, I'd say it's a process that aligns me with good energy for the rest of the day, and I don't always do it when I get incredibly overloaded with work but I recognize that in myself that it's definitely a routine that when you stick to it the yeah. results are incredible exactly totally, totally. <laughs> when you deviate from your little routine that's when I feel like you're you kind of edge to work towards burnout feeling not as confident. Yeah, so. because you, you feel like you feel like you you're not having a good overview of things, you know? Yeah. And it's like it's like the things we don't know or we're not necessarily keeping track of that are annoying and they're like floating there somewhere in the back of our minds, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I noticed that with um, my business because I try also daily when I start a day to write things down um, and to kind of like get a bird's eye overview of everything that's going on. And sometimes, you know, you do it fully and you feel so good. You're like, oh, now I know exactly what's happening. Uh, and then you don't do it and you think, oh, this is, you know, this is where we are. So the next day you're like, yeah, but I did it so well yesterday. I, you know, nothing, not, not that much has changed. And suddenly it's been a few days you haven't done it and it's messy again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that sticking to that like every day, if that's possible, is always good. Yeah. Yeah. The consistency. That is key. Yeah. 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 I'd like to summarize. Uh, you've actually shared a, a great deal of value. It's really um, encouraging some of the, the advice that you've shared over the last yeah. few questions that I've asked you. But um, I'd like to summarize here and say and ask you to articulate what your top three tips would be to women that want to feel more empowered, more confident, more healthy, you know, feel better about themselves. And, yeah. and you know, basically striving to create some positive change in their life like what would yeah. your top three tips be of course. of course yeah great question I would say number one is what I said before be brutally honest with yourself and that means like really try to call yourself out uh <laughs> when uh, when you're trying to avoid something right yeah. it's usually because you know we're when when things threaten our identity I, I don't know, I'm a good cook, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I'm like, oh my God, like the, I, I, I didn't do this well or whatever. And, and and so I try to confirm that over and over again rather than sort of like stretching into something else. But I would say when something really threatens like how we see ourselves, um, we get the most uncomfortable, right? And so try and be honest about that with yourself. Second thing would be, um, get down to your why uh, and for that yeah. uh, there's something that I call the why game right mm. <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know if you're familiar with that but it's, uh, it's kind of like asking yourself uh, why? Why, over <laughs> and over again until you get to the bottom of it yeah. uh, and usually when you get to the bottom of it it's very, it's about very relatable common human feelings, right? Oh, I have fear of, you know, this, right? It's just like, it's usually down to something quite basic, basic yeah. and natural yeah. um, to us. So, and it's important for you to know it because when you know something, you can fix it as well. 
it's actually only normally actually related to because I do coaching and I do a lot with people's whys. But one of the yeah. interesting things is it's often stems from something in your childhood, right? Yeah, and so yeah, that self discovery of kind yeah. of like really understanding um, what's what's all about because that makes you feel so much better for it. Absolutely. Um, and what's number three? <laughs> yeah, and then so and number three, um, which uh, which I would summarize with learn how to turn obstacles into opportunities. So mm-hmm. what we were saying before, um, you know, accept the fact that it's not always like, you know, rainbows and unicorns all <laughs> over. Uh, it's just not. And actually, the more you want to achieve, the more you have to put yourself through stuff that is not always comfortable at all and threatens the idea you have of yourself. And so, you know, and with that, I would say, you know, for instance, like discipline, which, uh, you know, which some days we have more of or less of, um, makes you feel good, you know, because like when you sort of like stick to it and go through things, you start having that sort of like positive feedback loop. Um, I would say, I would say, but in general, so accepting the fact that it's not always, uh, you know, perfect at all. And that's the nature of it. And so, if you actually start looking at things or like, you know, things that come at you as potential opportunities in disguise, then you suddenly open up so much more, um, you know, for whatever you're doing. Okay, great. So to summarize points one, two, and three for our listeners. So point, uh, one, hold on. So now I have them in uh, the reverse order. (laughs) Let's start with number three, turn your obstacles into opportunities. Great. Uh, number two, get to the bottom of your why. Great. Um, and number one, now I remember it because I didn't remember it before. So great. It came back up, um, is being brutally honest with yourself. Amazing. Really, really great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm, 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 just, I'm just curious, what are your thoughts then on female confidence um, in the entrepreneurial space? Because I'm starting to see a lot of women entering the space and everybody comes from with a different story and a different why. Yeah. This space has been dominated by men for so long. Uh, what's your view on women entering the space and the level of confidence women are bringing to entrepreneurship? Right, right. Um, so I think that in general, it really is about your mindset. Uh, because again, there's just never a point uh, in feeling like a victim ever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's all about taking responsibility for how you feel for things. Like maybe there's something, you know, that sucks and happens, but it's always your responsibility how you react to it. So you can always choose not to feel a victim. So, you know, you can look at this, you know, you can look at the fact that, oh, it's a field where there's way less women as in, oh my God, like, you know, like basically all the bad stuff. Um, Or you can look at it, well, we're changing this, right? Uh, And we're going for it. Uh, and that is like the sort of like perspective that I would take on it uh, and really having sort of like a mindset of, uh, uh, yeah, like there is space for me uh, and uh, and I'm aware of like, you know, what it takes um, and making it mainly down, I would say, to your personality as well, because, um, you know, there's some traits that uh, are super helpful in entrepreneurship and uh, tend to be associated more with either, either like uh men or women. Uh, and I think it's just really, it's just about knowing yourself really well. Um, and so for me, you know, things are changing. I literally, I was asked to sign, um, a, uh, an open letter that pr- 
probably went out on the Telegraph today or is going out tomorrow about, you know, female entrepreneurship. Like there's a lot of initiatives. Uh, there's a great community that is, uh, is being built up. So, yeah, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, and again, just make it about your mindset to push through it. Absolutely. So to our listeners, basically, like if you're thinking about entering the entrepreneurship world and you feel that you have some confidence issues, basically just go with your passion and your why yeah. and know that there's a really welcoming group of women. I mean, the female, the female entrepreneurship community is so compassionate and so open yeah. and so willing to help our fellow female entrepreneurs yeah but I think it's um this is a really great segue because of it being you know International Women's Day to just appreciate how far women have come given the fact that there wasn't necessarily those spaces and opportunities before and now we're making a, a great I think we're making a great difference sure some people can argue there's a long way to go but I like to look at the positives and think of the great things that everybody's done so far and um, I think that's very in line with your mindset as well <laughs> Grace, Grace. I got one last question yeah I've started adding this question in at the end um, I'm also the founder of the ethical brand directory and it's about sourcing really great, responsible brands that are doing great things. I'm just keen. I mean, obviously, I know that you've got your brand, but uh, I'm already aware of that one. So are there, are there any others that are particularly, you know, on your radar that sort of deserve a, perhaps a place in the ethical brand directory? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, I think that right now it'd be more about uh, some brands in the U.S. that I've seen um, – sort of like having these uh, social calls driving them. Uh, I'm a big fan as well of the, uh, you know, alternative meat and alternative, uh, okay. you know, so like plant-based. I really like the plant-based movement in the U.S. Um, I would have, so I follow more that scene and what, what's happening in the States in a way. Uh, so I would have to think more about U.K. brands. Uh but, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're obviously all, like, pushing through as well. So I'm sure that uh, there's going to be, like, the, the equivalent uh, of a few of the plant-based ones around here. Um, and, uh, and the moment that I come across it, uh, you'll be sure to know. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, and, Alessandra, before we go, there was something that you mentioned, something about one pack of your organic superfood algae prevents 10 plastic bags from entering the ocean. Tell yeah. me more. Yeah, exactly. So what we try and do with all our superfood ingredients is tie them back to where these ingredients actually come from and contributing to, you know, whichever issues there are in those ecosystems, right? We want to contribute and keep the cycle fully sustainable. Um, so that is the case with our superfood algae ingredients, so spirulina and chlorella, uh, because the, the issue with plastic bags in the ocean is horrible. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, spirulina and chlorella, I mean, come from areas where that's, at least ours, come from areas where that's not an issue. But I think overall our oceans are really, really suffering. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so that's, you know, that's that's a big one. Uh, personally, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about several like, causes like all around that. And then we have, uh, so our metabolism uh, collection has, Guarana and Maca. Guarana comes from uh, um, the Amazon rainforest. Uh, deforestation there hasn't stopped. It's still a huge problem. 
So in there also, uh, for every pack we sell, uh, we have a certain, you know, we have an amount of like square feet basically that we preserve. Um, and so, yeah, we try to basically like support relevant causes that we're passionate about and that relate uh, to our very own ingredients. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm ever so glad I asked you that question because you just revealed some really insightful and very promising actions that your, you know, your, your business is taking. Before we finish up, how can people connect with you and find out more about what you do? Sure. Um, so we as a company, we're under evermorehealth.com and myself and then on, uh, on Instagram as well, it's evermorehealth. I'm myself very active on Instagram. It's under Alessandra, which is with two S and one L, lower dash evermore. Uh, and on Twitter at a lower dash, my last name, Soulburger. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you ever so much for coming onto the show. And I wish you every success with your entrepreneurship and ever more health. I'm looking forward to seeing how things pan out once you get over the hill. Thanks, Roberta. I really enjoyed it. And just a quick word from your host, Roberta Lee, which is me. I just wanted to remind you if you've enjoyed listening to the podcasts, please do head over to whichever channel you are listening in on and leave a comment and a like just so that we know that what we're doing is making a difference. It would mean so much to us. And we just really, really, really appreciate your support. So please give us a thumbs up, a like, a comment, and share this interview with people if it's inspired you. You can find out more about Roberta Stowley Confidence Coaching Services over at the website, which is www.robertastylelee. And that's Lee spelt L-E-E, and it's .co.uk. Look forward to hearing from you. Until then, stay fab, keep smiling, be confident.